Hello, and welcome to the Bargain Bin Movie Podcast, where sometimes we try not to spoil a movie. Hello, and welcome back to the Bargain Bin Movie Podcast. I'm your host, Gabe Rodriguez, and, uh, you know, I always said this podcast was just supposed to be kind of, you know, I talk about whatever movie whenever I want to, but uh, didn't mean to take this long of a break. Um, yeah, I'm going to try not to do that again. But today we're talking about uh, 10 Cloverfield Lane with um, John Goodman and the girl from Sky High, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, Winstead, no one's exactly sure how to say it yet. And a guy named John Gallagher Jr. Uh, it's directed by Dan Trachtenberg. Hope I said his name right. And it's kind of a spiritual successor to ten, uh, to Cloverfield. And it follows uh, Mary Elizabeth's um, character, whose name I can't remember. I have Wikipedia open, so I'm kind of cheating. Uh, Michelle. She's driving down the uh, the highway, and she gets in an accident. You don't see the cause of the accident, but she's thrown off the side of, like, she goes through the railing, and her whole truck, or her whole car goes off the side. And she wakes up, and she is, she's in a room by herself. It looks like a cell. There's no windows. There's just, like, a, an air grate and a big old door that looks like it's from a submarine. And her leg is broken or seriously injured, and it's in a brace, and the brace is hooked up to a pole on the side of the wall. So she's, like, restrained there, and all she's got is, like, a cot, and, you know, uh, her jeans and T-shirt are lying on the floor over there. She's, like, in shorts and a tank top. And uh, she meets the guy that is holding her captive there, uh, John Goodman's character, Howard Stambler, who is... Um, he used to be a soldier, and he is like, I don't know what you call these people, like a survivalist? Um, somebody who believes that the world is going to end by some, you know, this or that, and he builds this, like, survival bunker in order to survive, and he and he tells her that uh, some attack has happened, and they can't go outside. And so throughout the, the course of the movie, you go back and forth between is he lying, is he not lying? Because he's held, he's holding her captive there. Is he hol holding her captive to protect her, or for some other reason? And I kind of went into it expecting, you know, to be thrown back and forth between those, but you know, to kind of already know which way which way it was gonna fall. And I was wrong, <laughs> and. In a mystery, in a mystery type of movie, in a, in a movie that involves some sort of big overarching question, you want you want that you want to be wrong at the end. Uh, so I'm not going to tell you what happened at the end, um, uh, but I will tell you it's a it's a lot like a Twilight Zone episode, um, to where you're. It's very suspenseful throughout the whole thing, and. Um, maybe it's a little bit less philosophical than a lot of Twilight Zone episodes that I've seen, but 
it has a good twist at the ending. It's not, it's not super, uh, it doesn't have a big budget, which, uh, I thought was interesting. Like, they only, they could afford to, unlike Star Wars that has to start hyping up their, um, you know, their marketing, their marketing campaign about a year before the movie comes out, like, the first, uh, teaser trailer for The Force Awakens came out literally a year before, uh, The Force Awakens was supposed to come out. This movie released its trailer, I think, about a month before it was supposed to come out. It was like, hey, here's this trailer from this guy, and it's a spiritual successor to Cloverfield, and guess what? It's coming out, like, in two weeks. Um, so, that was kind of awesome. It was a nice little surprise. Uh, unfortunately, I didn't get to, uh, watch it in the theaters, but, uh, I did get to watch it, uh, just recently. Apparently, though, this has kind of been in development since 2012, but kind of flew under the radar uh, for all of that time until the trailer came out. Uh, you know, there was like some variety reporting John Goodman was in negotiations to star in the film, reporting that Mary Elizabeth Weinstead had um, entered negotiations, just little things here and there. Oh, did I mention that this, that this uh, movie only has like three people in the cast there's like one one guy that's just a voice at one point and another person that just shows up for a scene so five actors literally in the whole movie and only three main characters at and and it's in a very like small enclosed space and it said According to Wikipedia, it says a budget about of about $5 million was reported to be expected in keeping with the mandate of Paramount's Insurgents Division, blah 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 And I, I, I could have sworn it was made for about $10 million. Um, it grossed $72 million in the United States and $36.2 million in other territories as of June 2nd, 2016. Let's see how much they actually made this movie for. Okay, they, according to the top result on Google, they made it for $15 million. $50 million, three people, very in, uh, small enclosed space, and they made, what, 70, what did I say? $72 million? Yeah. And it has a rating of 90%. I really like this movie. I think you should see it. Um, if you like Twilight Zone, you'll probably like this movie. If you like Cloverfield, you might not like this movie. Um, it, don't go into it expecting Cloverfield uh, all over again or like any real connection to Cloverfield because everyone who has seen Cloverfield, the original, going in with those expectations was disappointed. I didn't, I haven't seen Cloverfield, you know, stone me if you like. I haven't seen Cloverfield, but... And so I didn't go in with any uh, expectations, really, other than, you know, I knew about a twist and I uh, knew about the mystery. But I didn't go with any, any expectations and really like this movie. So I highly recommend it. Uh, see, I don't... I'm I'm going to put my rating system on a hiatus. I don't know what kind of rating system uh, that I'm eventually going to use. But because I was originally just going to go... Uh, you know, save it or leave it, you know, buy it out of the bargain bin, don't buy it out of the bargain bin, but there's so many better ways to get movies, 
I don't even buy things out of out of the bargain bin anymore. That was just like a quick phase for a couple of weeks. But uh, I definitely recommend this movie. Um, maybe rent it. Get on VOD. Do whatever you do. Whatever you need to do. It was really good. The story is really good. Really well acted. Freaking John Goodman is so scary in this movie. I don't understand. And I did not know that that guy was that big. Like, I saw him first in The Borrowers, and of course he's going to look big because, like, all the other characters are freaking tiny. They're, like, you know, two inches tall. So I didn't know that he was that big. Let me tell you. He's huge, and he's scary. And you believe that he could take two, two people you know, hostage in this, in this, uh, situation, kind of, you know, keeping them there, and I'm gonna stop talking, because I'm gonna give something away, so, go out, see this movie, let me know what you think, um, don't really have a sign-off yet, but, uh, follow me on Twitter, at Gabe in the Box, um, same with Instagram, I'm gonna start my YouTube channel up pretty soon, it's gonna be probably even more sporadic than this one, so, if you like, you can go over there and subscribe, uh, I'm gonna put up, I'm gonna try to split up the new movies versus old movies, uh, I'm gonna put the newer movies on my YouTube channel and then, uh, the older ones on here and see how that works, mm, yeah, wish me luck, alright, I will talk to you guys soon, hopefully sooner than later, sooner than, uh, the huge gap between my last podcast and this one, um, and, uh, yeah, that's about it. See you later. Bye-bye.